Welcome to another episode of a Harlequin Podcast. I've got a massive, massive smile on my face. Two wins and four quarters. My name's Michael. As always, I'm sat here with my cousin, Will. Yes, boy, we're going to it. Come, Come on, you Quins. Come, Come on, you Quins. How you doing? Biggest comeback in Premiership history in the playoffs away at the gate. How special was that? How special? Oh, I've lost my mind. Completely lost my mind. I lost my head last night as well. Quinn's course of celebration. So excuse the croakiness of my voice. It was a late one. Honestly, um, Quinn's are doing such bad things to my bank account. Such bad things. Battering teams such every week. And I, bad things. I've got nothing <laughs> left. go out and have a few beers. Yeah. It escalates. It's just so unhealthy for my bank account. The great news is, even though we're in the final, it's the last game of the season, which means I can take, take a few months off the beers. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely killing me, but... I'm- you can't I've, not enjoy it. I've got to take a few it. months off leading into preseason hockey anyway, but um, there's no stopping me this Saturday. Oh my Christ, here we go. I was like a different person yesterday, not in terms of um, beers or anything like that, but just watching the game. I was watching it with um, my flatmates and <laughs> we went 28 nil down. And one of my flatmates was down in his room because he was so hungover and he, he's not a Quinns fan anyway, but he was yeah. he just couldn't, he just wasn't in that headspace to focus on anything. And like you could hear me slapping the sofa with frustration. And then I could, he's actually a Starry's fan. I could hear him tiptoeing back down the corridor. I was like, oh God, here we go. And once he sat down, Don Brandt goes over. Second half starts, Tyrone Green, Chisholm. I'm like, come on. With every try, like the hope builds and builds oh. and builds. And we just grew and grew and grew into the game. Yesterday, I just couldn't contain myself. Like the shout and the scream. I didn't, I didn't know where to sit down, didn't know where to stand up. I didn't know whether I didn't know whether to watch at one point, but I, I, I'm lost for words now. I was trying to WhatsApp you. I was, trying, I was getting WhatsApps from people I work with because they know I'm a Quinns fan and they were watching the game. Like, what on earth is going on? I was getting WhatsApps from mates who who I used to play rugby with. Like, we've got to go to the final. I was like, well, yeah, of course we've got to go. I'm going. I don't know about you. Uh, I just didn't know didn't know what to do with myself. It was crazy, absolutely crazy, and I really wish we went down, but. Um, I was actually in the hospital on Tuesday with a, an ankle injury, so yeah, I missed okay. the, the ticket ballot and it also ruled me out of, of action for a little bit. Um, but watching it from home was just... I'm quite glad. I'd love to have been there because oh. our 500 faithful that went down were they something were bonkers, else. weren't they? Fair play to every single Absolutely one. Absolutely incredible. You've got to give them free tickets to the final, I think, because they deserved <laughs> it. And Billy Millard did a brilliant interview after the game where he said we needed that energy from that, that contingent of fans because yeah. they really were a 16th player and... I remember watching the highlights back-ish because I don't really remember much of it at all. It's all such a blur still. But yeah. I think it was 16, 17 minutes in. Or no, I think we were 16 nil down. And we had a scrum on our own five-meter line. You couldn't hear any Bristol fans singing. It was all, come on, you Queens. You're 16 nil down very early on, getting absolutely pummeled by the Bears. And we just brought the noise. It was wicked. It was wicked. So... For me, yes, it was actually really tough, obviously, because we couldn't go. So I was like, well, you know, I don't want to commit my whole Saturday just to watching the game. Obviously, I've got something to do. So I, was, I, I went, was playing cricket again. Um, I was in the twos this week. They got dropped after two noughts in a week. So how'd you get on? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, got a few runs. Um, I'm sure someone... What numbers? Uh, 60-odd. 60. Oh, we love that. Yeah. What a day. Should have got 100. Should have got 100. But uh, um, I don't know whether there's anyone out there that listens to this is a... a 
subscriber or regular viewer of Sandersted's CCTV. I'm sure that people that listen to this would have heard of it. Sandersted are a team in sort of the Croydon area that um, one of their chats films all their games. They've got quite a big following on YouTube. So I was in front of the cameras yesterday. So if anyone you want to go and watch that, I'll be up there last day. So you can see me hit a few. But I came off, we were fielding in the first innings and I came off at drinks and I had my watch on. I don't usually wear a watch when I feel, but I had a watch on just because I knew I wanted to know what the time was. And I think it came yeah. off for drinks and maybe just before half time, I think. And I had my mate who was standing there watching us. I'm like, do me a favor, just check the Quinn school for me. But if it's not good, just don't tell me. And I looked down at his phone and sort of looked up and I was like, oh no, oh God. I was oh, like, no. look, screw it. I can't watch it live. Give me the news. He's like, oh, 28 0 down. I went, you're joking. I was like, all right, well, you know. Win some, lose some. That was Get, such win. a weird point in the game, wasn't it? Yeah. Such a like. What were you thinking at that moment then? Well, at that Obviously, point, I, at that point, I trotted off. We've been able to watch it, but yeah, at that point, what, I trotted what was off. Going through your head. Well, I trotted off back to second slip and think, well, you know, at least I can play cricket next week rather than trying to get a ticket for the final. Um, yeah. But then, like, so for the rest of the innings, I was basically going to long, 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 long on, well, near with my mate was standing, oh, and he had a shift. Like, oh, I was like, yeah, big shift. And I was like, I'll oh, just go on, just check it for me. You know, twenty-eight fifteen. I went, what? No way. <laughs> He's like, really? And then I went to the other end of the pitch for the next over. Yeah. And as I'm trotting back, he's got this massive, like, cheesy grin on his face. And I was like, Stop. Yeah, yeah. But he's like 28, 24. I was like, You are you almost don't believe him. Yeah. Why are you messing with me, mate? What you like, Stop messing with me. Stop messing with me. Ridiculous. Yeah. And then I was feeling like like I said, long and long on. Every time I came back, something new had happened. And like, I remember when um, who was the forward part when the Rodriguez just forward pass to Randall? Yeah, I oh, saw it happen. Forward, by the way, I was Miles watching forward. it in real time, and my flatmate looked at me like, "Oh, they've scored," and I was like, "It's not going to get given. Not no. going to get given." But I was stood up like, "It's not going to get given. Not going to yeah. get given." About 15, 20 seconds passed, and it it still hadn't been overturned yet. I was like, "It's not going to get given. It's not going to get given." <laughs> and eventually, it did. So. I, I couldn't stay at one end to get the whole TV thing, so I was like, "Right, this is the like." I was like pushing my hands out, like that's the sign from the other end of the pitch for forward pass. But he was, he was like, "Yeah, it's forward." I was like, oh, "Come on, again." We ended up finishing our innings in the in the at half time in extra time, so I literally ran over to the table, sat down, I bang at three, and obviously we didn't have a very long break, so I had to get my head screwed on to go and bat. But I was like, "Well, that can wait." I don't care if I lose twenty wickets, I'm not wasting this. So I yeah. stood there watching it. They score, Maiden scored, took the quick conversion. And at this Missed. point, I've, there's about 10 people all waiting behind me, trying, like watching, trying to work out what I was screaming and shouting about. Northmore puts in a massive shot on Charlie Piertel. Is it a high tackle? Is it not? No, it isn't. Marching goes in and dots on. And literally, we as the first ball of the innings was like just about to start warming up, was when eventually they got the team mode done. Wayne Biles blew his whistle. I then had to quickly run to the change room, stick some pads on. But then, like, that was the first point that I text you because I've been off my phone all morning, or mostly sort of up to that point. I, my phone just absolutely blowing up in messages of people just texting me, yeah. me. dad's yeah. messages just like our Twitter account as well I love how everybody wants to celebrate with us it's brilliant yeah. I feel bad because I don't think we've got around to everyone yet no. but I'm, just, I'm high on life just as much as everyone else is I'll, I'll be walking around my flat sometimes and like I'll just see my Quinn shirt on the side I'll be like come on <laughs> I'll be wearing that next Saturday at Big Stoop come on the boys it was ridiculous wasn't it yeah. it's like that's the kind of game that should have like a, an Amazon documentary or a Netflix documentary oh. made after it. It was like, it was heroic, wasn't it? And fairy tale stuff. And I guess I had quite a different experience to you because I rode the waves from, from yeah. minute one all the way through to, to minute 100. Well, and beyond because it ended up being quite a long, 
first half of extra time ended up being 15 minutes um as joe marler will tell you put in that huge shift what a shift, <laughs> we'll man. talk about the players in a little bit but good lord also he's uh he was in rock star mode i don't know if you saw helicopters the game in the <laughs> helicopter home <laughs> anyone, he came he saw he conquered anyone play me here, lads. i'm about to go smash up bristol <laughs> i think he did <laughs> it because a little bit it was for the birth of his daughter wasn't it so he had to like quick in was, quick yeah, out it was <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't seen this story or heard this story, Joe Marler had a, a baby girl on Thursday, so congratulations to, to him and his family. And Quinns wanted to give him as much time as possible to, to be with his family. So they gave him till Saturday morning. And then, Joe, get on the helicopter, mate. We've got, we've got to go get to the final. Imagine the rock star of Joe Marler rocking Joe up. Marler, I, saw rock wearing, I saw him wearing like a sort of bucket hat that looks like he was at some dodgy drum, dodgy drum festival. Star, wasn't he? In a plastic bag full of his kid, getting a helicopter. He's one of a kind, that bloke. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so good. I hope we get That's to That's a great story, isn't it? That's oh, a story he'll remember for a little while. Birth yeah. of his baby daughter. Chopper to the game, ridiculous contest coming back from 28 0 down and playing 95 minutes and then helicopter home again. So yeah. I'm sure he's he's very much grounded again looking after a newborn child. Yeah. Um I completely lost my train of thought there, but I've yeah doesn't matter. I've, doesn't matter. I've, I don't need to find it again because it's just been such a crazy couple of days, hasn't it? And I mean there's so many things I want to talk about. And emotion is one of them because it really was that emotion led game yesterday, wasn't it? We we talked about being the underdogs. We spoke to to Bristol Bears in the week as well. Obviously, they were confident and they should be because they've got a team full of rock stars and, and they were incredibly good in that first half. They ran us off the pitch, basically. But the emotion, just from seeing all the stuff come out on Twitter, Wev and, and Andre Esther Hayes in with oh, the fans good. in the stand, getting involved with the singing, Wev with the shirt off, proper football away fan style. He's, he's a big noise so, fan. He's so like, proper like, away days for him. Get the shirt off, start swinging it around your head. So good. Yeah. Did you see the coach's reaction at full time as well? Oh, man. Jump, it can't contain themselves. Jumping on each other, celebrating. Jerry Flannery even shedding a tear at one point. I think I saw in a, in a clip the club put out on, on Instagram. It's the emotion you want to see. And it it makes that group of coaches just so lovable. Um, they are like they were bursting with pride for the boys. Um, I read a really good article by Sam Roberts this morning about how we've got coaches from, from all over the world. Um, different accents you've got four or five different accents um, with different rugby cultures and rugby experiences and and putting them all under one umbrella and, and sharing whatever they had to share at half time clearly worked because Jesus Christ we were a different side second half do you remember that clip we saw of them after the London Irish game at Brentford when because obviously that's quite a new stadium they've got quite yeah, cool yeah. sort of set up me a bit and they're all doing the exact same thing but doing it, it was yeah. that it was that time's that is up? my coach. You how many points point did we end up on? 45? It was that times 45. It was ridiculous. But I mean, like, the thing that gets it for me is that it's a group of players that it's so cliche to say, oh, they, they love the playing for the boys. They love playing for the club. It's all about together. So it's a really easy thing to sort of maybe cliche in terms of club sport and the way that things work behind closed doors. But you don't not believe that. Every time I hear that, I completely believe it. You see guys like Stefan Levis, who is not on any of the game, absolutely tearing us, like pouring his heart out to people. Alex Donbrand, who is a young player in the context of his career, absolutely monumental yesterday. How well that guy is playing. Tyrone Green is a new player to the club this year, has filled shoes that almost are unfillable within Mike Brown. and was. He's arguing... got a missed call from Razzy Erasmus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ra- <laughs> Tyrone so is Laurie Dalrymple because Razzy wants to come over it now. <laughs> yeah, big, yeah, literally. But it just seeing that 
the stories of those players and seeing them just gen- completely spent after after the game. That not yeah, every single one of them left it all out there. Spent is the right word. They were all absolutely spent. Um, yeah. That was the most physical I have ever seen Marcus Smith in a game. He was hitting rucks. Yeah. He was taking down prop forwards. He was hitting number eights. How about that That's tackle on uh, Rodrada from our boy Lewis early on as well? Oh, Lewis Liner yesterday was incredible. Yeah. And he obviously had his old man down there as well. That's another another little story I love about yeah. our club. And we don't want to talk about his old man too much because he's he was banging his own drum yesterday. He was a rock star. That hit on Ren in in the first half broke him in two. In the second half, there was a four on two against him and he, he managed to make that hit and it was sure to be a try for them, which would have put them 14 points clear. He, he made some crucial decisions yesterday at the right time and it's well and, well and good making the right decision, but he executed it to a T as well. For, for someone his age, he's, he's well ahead of his time up top. That top two inches make him such a good player. It's not even that though. It's the fact that he said it when he came on here. Up until the Falcons game, he'd never played a game in front of fans as a professional. How mental is what that? a couple of games. How mental games. is that? Like the way he scored the, in both. The maturity that he showed yesterday in some of his defensive play, as well as the finishing in front of what is going to feel like a packed house down at Ashton Gate against, let's be honest, the best side in the league all year when you are yeah. behind on the clock, the scoreboard, the lot. My boy. That's my boy, Lewis. I imagine it was pretty hostile as well. If you're a winger, you're stood right by the fans yeah. and got 6,000 Bristolians in there and we talk about how great our lot were when you've got 6,000 Bristolians or, like more. or whatever it is. <laughs> you can't ignore that, especially when you've only had two games in front of fans and he was just exceptional. Um, another player who was, again, just exceptional yesterday was Joe March, one of the best games I've ever seen him play. He was everywhere. He was taking balls on. He was hitting people in defence. His speed... Obviously, he scored that try right at the death, which reminded me so much of Elliot Daly's try for England against Wales in the corner at the <laughs> end of the game. I don't know if you've seen similarities in that, but I keep going back to that. But yeah, I thought Joe Marchand was unbelievable and ran Tyrone Green really close. For Tyrone that Green, unbelievable. They yeah. were all, our back three that day were unbelievable, all mm. three of them. And I think I'd keep them the same if we get, get ahead of ourselves a little bit now and look ahead to the final. We'll obviously do it in a little bit more detail shortly. But those three for me are the back three for, for the final. March on the keep wings. March left wing I'd have Lewis Liner right wing and I'd have Tyrone Green obviously at 15 they all earned their shirt tough on Aaron Morris isn't it putting a hammy before the game or it is game. a tough one he's also got a little knock now we don't know the extent of that but I just think those three playing the majority of the game as they did we can't fault it they're, they're all rock stars in their own right they were we, had, we, did have a, we did have this discussion a few weeks ago didn't we I still think we lose something when we don't have Joe March at 13 but who knows that we'll talk, we'll talk, we will talk about that later on. We've got a few, um, a few talking points looking forward to the final. A word on Bristol, Bristol, yeah. What, what a side they've been this season, ridiculously good side. And we've, um, we've obviously spoken to Bears Beyond the Gate twice this season. Um, this is the first time we've managed to get a, a win, which is really, <laughs> really great. And even just listening to their pod earlier in the week, there was plenty of talk about who would you rather face in the final, Exeter or Sale. So yeah, to be able to do a job on them was a little bit nice and a little bit of egg on face, but I'm sure they'll, they'll take their humble pie knowing what they're like. And they're, yeah. they're obviously great guys. And uh, They're here to stay, they're like Bristol. They're not we, going anywhere. We've, um, oh, they're not going anywhere. They'll, they'll be back next season. Um, the depth they've got, the coach they've got, back at the gate, 
with fans again, they'll be, yeah, they'll be a force. Um, I've really enjoyed watching them. They're everybody's second team. If we didn't get to the final, I probably would have rooted for them against whoever it may be. It turns out to be Exeter, so I definitely would have rooted for Bristol. Um, And if it it was sad as well, I definitely would have rooted for Bristol. So um, we actually got a really nice message from Pete Brealey, who's the... The guy at Bears Beyond the Gate who's, who's featured on a couple of our episodes. I'm going to read it out, actually, because I thought it was really nice. And every time we hear ourselves on their podcast, it's quite a nice moment for us. It really is. It's quite humbling. Yeah. Um, and the message he sent just made us made us feel great. And we want to share it with you because I think it's quite a nice insight. So he said to us, boys, that was one of the most exhilarating live sporting contests I've ever experienced. But I was spent by the end. Your swashbuckling second half will endure in the history books and Tyrone Green will be in my nightmares for eternity. <laughs> your 500 fans were absolutely immense and an absolute credit to your club. I'm still totally gutted and bereft about what happened and it feels like the contents of my soul were strewn all over Ashton Gate at the final whistle. I hope you win next week, but it's going to be tough. I can't see Chiefs ever letting something like that happen to them, but who knows? Pressure and momentum are both weird things. Great work on the pod as well. You deserve a Twickenham final to preview. Definitely the second best rugby pod in the country. <laughs> Enjoy the day. <laughs> Pete, thank you so much for that message. We absolutely loved it. It's it's a real coup for us to, to A, be in the final, but to, to get such good feedback from, I won't call you a rival podcast because we're not competing for the same no, fans. No you're, you're a colleague, I guess. But yeah, looking forward to sharing a pint with you down at, down at the gate or even up at the stoop uh, come September, October time. Yeah. I don't know what to say more about Bristol. They're they're a they are a team full of absolute rock stars. Pete, like Charles Peter yesterday was terrifying. Oh, phenomenal! Every time he when he ball came ball. off, they were a different side. Yeah, they were. They needed Max him. Maynard was class. Yeah, Benel had a good game as well. Not not many players on that pitch had a bad game. It was just Cheedy missed, missed a few kicks that actually became quite crucial towards the end of the game. But other than that, yeah. Well, they looked shell shocked. They looked yeah. shell shocked when we came out. We had to start the second half that way if we wanted to sniff. Um, we just had to. There was no other way around it. And Bristol would have known that if they'd squeezed us and killed the first 10 minutes of the second half, it would have turned out that way. So we, we came out firing. Green's try, actually. He takes the ball well behind him, facing the wrong way and manages to get over. So that was... I almost helped him, though, the way he like almost like spun out the tackle because he was already moving that way. It threw the defender a little bit. Yeah. He didn't go for as much of a hit that I think he'd originally planned. So... And then you were what's up in me about Chiz as well. Create your own luck. It was chaos yeah. ball. We were aggressive in defence, getting up in their faces and bouncing the ball in his hands and he's under the sticks. So That was a really nice moment for Chiz. Really nice moment for him. And also like the defensive, you know, pressure and intensity and work rate just went up a little click when actually we, we thought, bloody hell, you know, at that point you just, you start making your own luck things happen the ball bounces Chis do- momentum isn't it yeah Chis dots it down and games the different the game's more you know 10 times different than it was 15 seconds ago um yeah it's pretty really well poor way of putting it but I'm not a commentator I, I don't know I just everything yesterday was I will be completely honest I, I honestly thought we I can't say expected to lose it, we knew how tough it was going to be of course, I always believe we could beat them, but you know how good Bristol are. And then you see that scoreboard at halftime, you think, oh, no, it's just such a, such a nasty way to end what's been an unbelievable year. Yeah. <laughs> an hour later, we're still playing. <laughs> yeah. Joe March goes and dots down in the corner and I lose all 
control of my senses. I think we had lots of learnings from it as well. I mean, yeah. that first half, too, way too many penalties. I think we gave away seven penalties in the first yeah. 25 minutes. I did a halftime tweet, like one of us always does, saying, look, we've, it was tough viewing. They were comfortably the better team. They were good value for their lead. Too many penalties, shooting myself in the foot. But we can dare to dream. Mm. And that dare to dream quote is going to stick around a little bit because, boy, did we dare to dream. And that dream became a reality. What a second half. Extra time as well. There's so much steel. So much steel from our boys. It was brilliant. I think quite an interesting talking point for us now as well is, is the decisions that had to be made. Obviously, a few were enforced. So with, with Morris coming off injured, we had to push March out to the wing and, and bring Lukey Northmore on, which I'm, I'm comfortable doing. I think he's a brilliant player and I don't think we actually lose anything when we, we make that um, personnel um, change up. And then I think the timing of James Chisholm's substitution was needed. We were... Lacking a little bit of go-forward ball. Bristol have got a few brutes in their pack. Just needed someone to be a bit more physical. He comes on, he causes a bit of havoc, manages to collect the ball and score. So I think that was a, a very well-timed substitution with the right player as well. So again, coaches ticking boxes. Mm. Here's a decision for you now. This weekend, Exeter in the Premiership final. Harlequins v Exeter in the Premiership final. <laughs> Who who do you start? Because we've got one man who's been missing for a little while in Andre Esterhazen, who was enjoying it with the fans yesterday. He comes back in for me. He's got to come back in and start at 12. What do you do with the rest of your back line? Or do you do you bench him because he might not be up to up to match fitness? Oh, dear me. I've no idea. <laughs> I think bearing in mind the opposition as well he's a rock star he comes back in for me you've got I mean they're going to have Devoto and Slade yeah Esther Hayes is just a different monster isn't he he's he's someone you want running at either of them how Even nasty Joe is Simmons. That? imagine him running at Joe Simmons yeah but how nasty is that on Tapawai or Northmore to miss out I think Northmore plays 13 and you keep March on the wing <sighs> Benny taps off the bench as that 10 replacement, but also I'd covers 12. See, I'd want to see Esther Hayes and March, and I think at 12 and 13. I'm not sure I'd want to start Joe March on the wing. Who's your um, winger? Lino Green. Maybe Northmore on the wing? No. I think we lose something with Joe March and not a 13. I know how good he is there, but I think. Ugh. <laughs> it's such a headache, is. isn't it? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. We've done it for the last few weeks. We've pushed March out to the wing and played Luke Northmore at, at 13. Changing it up for the final seems a bit odd, but I mean, cup final rugby. But those were the change, but that's the thing. Is that, anyone. That's the same argument, isn't it? Changing up for the final. How did you get Andre back in after six weeks off? Has he even been in full training? We don't even know that. Yeah, I've seen photos of him training amongst the boys as well. So, I mean, he's not injured or anything. He's just he's just banned. So he's had a job to do in preparing everybody. And and he's still been planning for one more game, I think. And now he's got it. Obviously, match fitness is a different thing to, to training fitness. But yeah. I think he comes in. On the bench or straight away? No, you can't bench Andre Estes. How do you get him in? How do you, how do you get him into a starting side after six weeks out with Ben Tafel and Northmore in there? I don't know how you get in. I, I think Northmore starts and you have Ben Tapoy on the bench as that man that covers 10 and 12. I don't know how you get That's in. That's how I'd like to see it anyway. 
I think I would go. This is probably the first disagreement we've had in a while. I think I'd go if 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 if, we, if you're going to put him in, I'd go Andre March Northmore on the wing. That's what I'd do. That changes everything that we've done recently, though. Nah, does it though? I think so. Yeah. Who's who's going to start on the wing for Exeter? Cuthbert and O'Flaherty. Oh, Flaherty, definitely. I don't know if Cuthbert will. Well, Hog, Hog didn't start the weekend. They had Noel at fullback. Exactly. I think, I think maybe they'll push Jack Noel out to the wing and start with Hog. No, maybe. Anyway, that's a long way off. One thing that I will say, I know that it is not going to be like 2012 next week. It's going to be a lot different. I don't know whether there'll be that massive party over the road, over the bridge. There's got to be. It's got to be. We'll have to make the guard of honour. I know. I want to... Of course, we'll want to do that. I'm sure there are going to be some COVID police out there that will put a stop to something that's going to happen. We can do it within reason, can't we? Two yeah, and I apart. hope. I hope there's nice some common, wide tunnel. Yeah, I hope there's some common sense prevailing somewhere, and that you know there's a distance, etc. Blah blah. I hope the players get through the walk, whether they do or not. I'd like there to be that little bit of symmetry. Who knows? All I do know is that it's going to be a hell of a day. Whatever happens, is going to be a hell of a day. We're probably That's going. Huge. We're probably probably going in underdogs, but after after yesterday, who who the bloody yeah, cares? But we, we thrive off that tag. Yeah, of course we, we thrive do. off that tag. Have you seen? Um, obviously, for those that previously had a Premiership final ticket, you've now unfortunately no longer got it, which is a bit frustrating because now you have to go through and yeah. get it again since Boris postponed the the, the lockdown lift beyond the twenty first of June, which means it's only a ten thousand capacity at Twickenham, yeah. um, and only the two competing teams can have fans there. So uh, there's 10,000 tickets. You've, I've seen we've only got 2,500. How does that work? 2,500 for us. That must mean 2,500 for them. Who's got the other 5,000? How many corporates are there? <laughs> don't want five, you don't want half the stadium to be corporates, do you? I don't, I don't know. know how that works. I think, well, a bit beyond those. I actually. just hope that those 500 that went to Ashton Gate get theirs for free. Yeah, well, well, maybe, not for, maybe not for free, I'll be but I'd like them to get some sort of priority because they deserve I I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit but yeah no but I know what you mean like reward that lot yeah 100% reward them. no I agree with that massively really do they got us there they got yeah, us there yeah it is anyway we are gonna rev up the final so so hard as we go on sort of later into this episode across the week on social media we are gonna be busy busy people I'm sure you've got some gems of storage lined up in your wealth of social media knowledge and any work that is popping off this week any ideas I can't confirm yet. I can't, can't possibly confirm. confirm. I cannot possibly confirm. I've, well, that's because I don't know yet. I've actually got a huge <laughs> week with the Euros. We're uh, we're doing an event on Tuesday for the England-Czech Republic game, which I'm, I'm working on. So in terms of my resource, there isn't a lot of it. But we'll, I'll definitely be having a conversation somewhere because I'd love to be involved with some kind of work capacity there. That'd be wicked. Um, <laughs> Whoever gets the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I've got plenty of people asking me to, to come down. So I don't know how we're going to fit everyone into one group. We'll yeah. have to... Uh, I don't think it'll, we'll have to meet at a pub or somewhere or definitely do that guard of honour. There's so many fun things we can do. It's going to be such a great week. And although it's not quite the end of the season for us just yet, we will be doing the end of season awards hosted by myself, by Michael, and of course the big man, Tex Cavabati. So without further ado, we'll take it away. Welcome to the Harlequins podcast, end of season awards. Uh-oh. Last few days, we've been asking fans on Twitter to vote across a variety of different awards, including the breakthrough player of the season, the try of the season, 
the coach of the season, the departing player of the season, and of course, the player of the season. Myself and Michael are joined by a very special guest host this week, Mr. Suva Baby himself, Big Tex. How are you, mate? You well? I'm good, thank you. How's Good man, all good. Thanks uh, for the viewers that are watching this on on YouTube. You'll see that myself and Michael have gone for a, a little more formal approach for the for the end of season awards. <laughs> we talk about end of season, but it's not quite the end of the season yet, is it? We've got one more to go on. It Saturday is not the end more. of the season. We are going to Twickenham next week. <laughs> <laughs> one more to go. One more, one more to week, go. baby. What we're going to do, Tex, the way we'll play it out is we're, we're just going to have a chat with you first. Um, ask okay, a few cool. questions, pick pick your brains on a few things, and yeah. then and then we'll go into the awards. So, okay, first question I've got for you. Yeah. Obviously, got, gutted to see you go. We we obviously had that list of 11 players that are leaving the club, our, our family. Yeah. We're losing 11 men in our camp, and you're one of them. What's next for Big Tex? What's going on, mate? What's What's the plan for you now? Um, well, at the moment, um, hopefully, 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 um, uh, somewhere in somewhere hot, nice, you know, a bit of wine, baguette, you know, mm, I know somewhere south yeah. would be nice, but, um, I'm still waiting on, um, contracts to be, um, signed up or stuff. So I have no idea. So, um, I've been in the premiership for like seven years now. So, um, yeah. I think it's time to have a move and, um, uh, have a new challenge, you know. Try out the uh, French rugby. Um, yeah. So, so I'll hopefully, hopefully get something out there. If not, then I probably just work down a pub somewhere. Goes to Bristol, <laughs> you know, somewhere. Boys, I'll be working down the pub, you know. Mate, you can come you and know. see me and um, come see me and Scott Steele. We're hanging out in tents <laughs> in the pubs all the time, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably join you guys. <laughs> Good old Stelco, yeah. big Stelks. Yeah. I mean, it was something that we spoke about a while ago. Obviously you've had such a, an amazing sort of career in rugby. And I think it's almost mm. fair to say with a lot of these Polynesian guys, I mean, you even look at the likes of Semi Vidrada yesterday for playing for Bristol, the career that he's had spanning the NRL and mm. France and everything that's led into where you are now, you're not that dissimilar. Of all the players that you spent this long playing with in such a decorated career all over the world, is there anyone in your mind that just sticks out as the best player that you've ever played with head and shoulders above the rest? I think uh, that's, that's a no-brainer for me. It's, I think when uh, when Semi uh, ran around burst into the scene, into the into the flying Fijian. So if you're in Fiji, if you play league, you are like the... If you dropped out, then you're like... They don't like respect you as much. So right. he went to the NRL. When he came to the Fiji, it was like, no, nah, the NRL is like... It's only like New Zealand and Australia. So it wasn't that big. And he came in and just his professionalism, the way he does things, it was just like, that's why he's like probably like world-class and he's up there. Yeah. yeah they, they pay him loads of money as well. So, uh, so it's just the way he just conducts himself, the way he speaks, just like, yeah, there's another level. He just trains every day. Uh, I was watching a documentary on, um, oh, Cristiano, you know, the way he... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's exactly yeah, yeah. the same. He's just, you know, like, that's the last person to leave the gym. And he's always there. He's always looking at clips. He's always doing something. And for me, as a as an Fijian on Islander, that's very, very rare. Because we are, like, very, hey, come after this, you know, relax. We don't want to, yeah, like, chills. Yeah, get too, but, um, yeah, you get easily, like, uh, misled. But uh, he's, he's just, like, 
work, work, work. And um, yeah, it's rewarding to see someone like him. Uh, probably second one would probably Matthew Smith. Big time. Really? Wow. Oh, so Smith. soon as well. Mm, that guy. <laughs> Spice, baby. Hey, <laughs> oh, I, I told him, hey, Marcus, you probably have Fijian or something. You, the way he just... Oh, he just <laughs> man, he is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hot stepper. Yeah. And uh, and it's funny because uh, he tells me, oh, man, I always watch the... Like the Fiji Sevens team, Serevi was my thing, you know, yeah, William yeah. Ryder. I was like, oh, because the way he steps is very like, you know, it's like, it's not your usual. Yeah, it's quite jolty. It, you know, you go like swinging, you know, like it's a big step. You can see it from a mile away before you step. Like he's just like so quick. Um, you, you can't see where he goes, you know. That's huge. He's, he's obviously still so young. So to, to get that accolade from yourself is quite a big one. Um, yeah. Talking of, um, I'll start. On Semi, he, he mentioned just there, was there much chat focused on him in the build-up to this week's game against Bristol? Was there much focus on him or is it more of a case of we'll focus on ourselves and, and everything will fall into place? Yeah, we, we pretty much focused on ourselves rather than um, worrying yeah. about... Uh, because once you put that um, uh, person name out, you, you feel like he's actually unbelievable. So we'll, so we just focus on what we did this week, just... Um, and we just lost to them. So it kind of gives us a little bit of an edge, you know, like we were like, okay, yeah, we're going yeah. there to like, you know, spoil the party. Yeah. So uh, we just, yeah. yeah. So we just, yeah, the way the boys just focus on, um, we didn't change much. So um, anything during the week. So um, yeah, they, we just said, let's play together. This could be our last game together. And a few games, few boys, few boys, uh, I think Skipper highlighted a few, few weeks back. Um, could be the last time you uh, play a playoff, you know, who, in your career, how many playoffs have you come across? You know, one is summer, two, three. So, um, yeah, I think when they came back, yeah. oh my lord, <laughs> ridiculous. Oh. Was um, was Lewis Liner my boy? Was he giving much chat? Because I seen that first half, he actually <laughs> nailed Semi with a massive hit on his left shoulder as well. Was he giving, was he giving us some beans that, in the good I saw, chat? I saw the hit, I was like, fuck, that's so good, <laughs> was, so good. and um, broke him yeah, in two. I, yeah, and uh, Lewis Lan is like every time he comes across, uh, especially the Bears, and uh, he's always, hey, hey, Bristol, what do you think of Sammy? Is he always steps in us? I said, mate, whatever you do, just hit him. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, those Fijians don't give them like much time. You know, you hit them when they're like still getting the ball. But yeah. once you give them a little space, they're just razzled. Yeah. They can just do anything. So, uh, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh man, this guy is on fire. And he's, oh, he's one of my. One of my favorite players coming through him, Jack Cunningham. Just the way yeah. he's so young, but very the the way they read the game at that age is unbelievable. Like I'll be I'll be pushing his name out there in England squad within a year. Like he's just class. I mean, we were saying like we said it a few weeks ago. Quinns is a club and the, the group of players for the last maybe five, six, seven years has been that cornerstone of Marla. Care, yeah. Robshaw, Brown, Sinclair was in there. That real core, yeah. and even now, we're in a final, but we've got that core is is yeah. here and now. It's it's not the two three years away anymore. It's now yeah. Marcus, Thomas, Kenningham, Lewis Liner, Joe Marchant. No, that core is is already here, and it's going to be here hopefully for a long long period of time. Oh, these like these guys are going to be playing in the top uh, in the playoffs for a long time, and yeah. these young boys coming through, they're just. Uh, like you've seen um, Oscar, like all his pictures from when yeah, he yeah. was like only 10 years old or something. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, 
and you know they they come into the club they work hard you know like they work extra hard they like they want to be part of the team and uh, yeah they push so hard so I'm I wouldn't be surprised like Queens are going to be in a good place for the next four five six years man these guys um and playing international too well, the, the sad thing about we're going to lose these players into international. Yeah. a lot of these players are going to be international duties so yeah. um yeah yeah that's music to my ears Tex music to my ears <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, as we'll stay on the we'll stay on the music piece. We'll stay on the music piece. So um, we've had a bit of chat before. I've I've been to Fiji in the past, and I know how much they yeah. love a sing song. And this is a question I ask everyone we get on as a guest because we love a sing song as well. Do you have any karaoke songs? What would be your go-to karaoke song if you're on a team bus or if you're away doing uh, a World Cup with Fiji like you have done in the past? What would your mm-hmm. your, your song be? Oh, you know, as a, as a, so I, I, wrote, I sing a Fijian song, so it's like closer to me. It's more like, uh, yeah, yeah. Doing a song on, uh, it's about, um, like when you, when you're moving away from home, you know, don't forget where you come back, where you're from, how you started. So it's Love a Fijian that. song that, that we sing in the bus and I sing, but, um, I don't know how to say it in English. Oh, yeah. It's like, um, yeah. It's called One on the Morning. It's like, Wherever I go, my 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 home is always in my heart, and the shores, the beaches, you know, that, that no one will take that away from me. So it's pretty, it's pretty deep. Uh, every time I sing, I'm like, I just want to fucking smash someone, you know, like, <laughs> like it's very like it's very because uh, for us coming from home is a lot. You've been to Fiji, um, yeah, 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 Will's, yeah, Will's been, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's like completely different, you know, it's out of this oh, world, totally. yeah, 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 like um. That's why sometimes I post all the time on my um, on my Instagram because my followers are actually like young, young, young um, F- uh, Fijians at home. You know, like 16, 17, 12. Yeah. So I want them to see what if you work hard, this is what you can get. And yeah, I'm, I'm pushing Halloween's out there. Like, I, I will, to all Fijians out there, like Halloween's is probably the best um, club because uh, when I came in, they just help me with open arms i felt like i was in i was already here you know i've never i just came back or something i just went oh yeah just the way they um 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 accepted me as a fijian was just outstanding so um yeah that's so good to hear i'm hoping that we get the next little crop of these young (laughs) freak i am six plus winging freestyle running players that throw the ball about I'm actually speaking to um, so uh, uh, Andy Sanger, eh? Andy Sanger, and I'm. Uh, you do you know Andy Sanger? Yeah, is he the the team manager? Yeah, he's or a team manager. Yeah. And uh, Ed Ed Spokes is like the recruitment. I'm like really close, and I'm like, mate, I've got any Fijians. I'm gonna just slide in this guy. <laughs> Are you charging for time? You, you know, maybe if yeah. in three or four years you can be an agent yeah. now. Come get yeah. on the yeah. And I was actually like, I was pushing like. I think two players. I think uh, hopefully they're absolutely best. Like, yeah. and um, and this is the environment. I feel that uh, being an, uh, a Fijian or Pacific Island, this is Halukun is, is a perfect um, perfect club because I've been to clubs and uh, nothing like nothing nothing like Queens. Like honestly, I when I came in, I was like, fuck! I should have come here. Like when I first got here, you know. Like yeah. I was like, you know, it was. I was just like, yeah. I, I yeah. feel at home like straight away within within a day. I was just like everyone, like, hey, stop Brasto, and we're just like saying hello and stuff. So yeah, it's probably best club in the world. Amazing. I mean, <laughs> like having said that, 
obviously you spent, a, you know, how long have you been with us now? Four, five years nearly? Yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing time to be with a club, especially for somebody who's like such a physical player and mm-hmm. someone that has so much about them off the pitch, you know, with, with just the culture that you bring to the place and obviously everything you've just spoken about. What's been your favourite memory with the club since day one you got here to hopefully lifting a Premiership trophy on Saturday? Um, I think one that uh, I hold like I'm very proud of is uh, when we, I think my first year we played against Exeter here and it was the crowd was here. I think it was the last game before and we beat them but by the, I think it was a scrum penalty, a scrum penalty. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was like, epic and uh like exeter was had a full squad out and for me that was the start of something you know the guys were watching all these academy boys were still like you know they're watching so it's just just kind of like the, the how the crowd uh, uh the crowd was just like amazing electrifying like we it they actually pushed us like we were down and then we came back and i feel i've got a feeling that's going to come on saturday just the way yeah. Because we, we messed them physically and they and they didn't expect us to be that physical. Because Queens are always like razzle dazzle, you know. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, we, we like to entertain. But I think that day we actually fronted up and uh it took uh, Chiefs by surprise. And uh, hopefully we did again on Saturday. Repeat. Gonna be a bit extra like time. some big battles. Extra time. Right? Oh. <laughs> Marcus Smith comes in, drop goal, right? Oh, I was <laughs> Oh, yeah. the blaze is off around the head. It makes you feel <laughs> sick, even the fact I'm thinking about the fact that in January when we started doing a podcast, we were so yeah. far off. Circle right. on. We're in a Premiership final. It is ridiculous. We're sat here talking to Tex about I know, I'm, sat the with, I'm sat here with the big thing. The, mate, the bit that I loved. I'm in is, a shirt and tie. What's going on? on? This is the bit that I loved about um, Saturday, the Newcastle games. So obviously, we did the bit um, with D Rodge before at Quinn's Live. Which is now basically your show, you know. Dave just holds a microphone. The, the, the quiz live is now the tech show. And uh, he was like, we did saw the bit before saying, oh, we'll get you, we'll get you on. And when everyone was doing the lap of honour, um, so I was like, Helen is like shouting out to Lewis. You saw you boys, saw you stand up. You were like, boys, call me, call me. We're coming up. I was like, yes, we're doing it. We are doing it, 100%. Oh, so yeah. good. So good. And I'm hoping that Saturday at Twickenham, there's a lap of honour. Yeah. Just do it for an hour, but walk around the ground yeah. just for an hour. But this guys. time there's going to be a trophy in someone's hand. It's going to be, oh, I can't <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of trophies and uh, awards, should we crack on with, with our end of season awards? Yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah let's, let's do go. it. Okay, so we've got five awards. The first one is the Breakthrough Player of the Year. So this is one of the players that perhaps wasn't a regular in our starting 15 at the start of the season and has really come into the side and, and made their shirt their own. So there were four nominees for this one. It was Will Evans, Luke Northmore, Jack Kenningham and Tyrone Green. We ran a Twitter poll and the winner with 53% of the votes was Will Evans. So Will Evans, Breakthrough Player of the Year. Thoughts on that one, Text? What's he been like to play with this year? Yeah, he deserves it. Man, he's absolutely world-class. The... the, uh... Uh, we we actually lived together with Will Evans. Oh yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. So we 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 lived together for like five months, and I um I told him, mate, you are absolutely um, unbelievable, but you're too small. You're small, man. You're gonna get absolutely killed. And he was like, yeah, Brasto, yeah. I said, you need to put on weight because 
imagine like for me i i see you as i i feel like i can just smash you like in the <laughs> in the no i'm just saying, straight line he, challenge yeah like straight he, challenge he, he needs to prepare because he's not only preparing for queens he's preparing for england yeah i told yeah. you don't, don't see yourself as like a queens player see yourself as an england player when you train um the way you do things you you're like wearing an england shirt and that's how i trained when i was 21 nobody know my name i was like fuck these guys i'm just going to do my own you know so I, good I, yeah so you just think about like playing for england big crowd in your head you just play this imaginary you know like people are like, just like shout your name so I told you, that's how you need to play like you need to train really hard put more weight on because when you go into international scene everyone is so bloody good like so good yeah. it's like the best of the best so you're like say how many premiership team there's uh 12 yeah yeah how many are going are going for them uh in the england squad number seven how many is gonna how many what, what's going to be available probably one or two positions so out of 50 guys only two will be picked. So yeah. you have to be like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping we'll have uh, said that he uh, got injured, but um, I said, this is a time for you to reflect, recover, and then come back. I mean, like, even the other three lads on that list have all played unbelievable oh. this year. Tyron Green, Jack yeah. Cunningham, and, Green, and Luke Northmore. Jack, but Jack unbelievable. Oh, yeah. that guy yeah. is ridiculous is for such a young kid as well. You describe him as like a dog, as in like he's a real tenacious character, like he fights for everything. Describe yeah, him as yeah. a dog. Yeah. Amazing. Well, boy. Next award is the try of the season. Now, the winner of this is actually pretty cool. The nominees were Tyrone Green's try against Newcastle away. Yeah. I think it was his first start for the club. Marcus Smith yeah, against was... Irish at Brentford's new stadium. Mm. What a try that was. Oh. Lewis Liner against Wasp. That try that started off that big run for us. And then Marcus Smith's try in the corner against Wasps at home. And the winner is Marcus Smith against Wasps. And how good was your reaction on the live thing with Aaron Morris? <laughs> yes. and that was one of the best yes. things I've seen on social media in such a long time. <laughs> so funny. What was that like? Because obviously, like, I don't oh, know that man. many players that have done loads of... I know it's not, you know, real polished commentary. But yeah. doing all the commentary and stuff like that and having such raw emotion for it. What's that been like this year? Oh man, I, Marcus is just grown as a player, and um, the funny thing—he's got a very—he's like a chameleon. Chameleon, just like he blends in with anyone. <laughs> he sits with us all like thirty plus, and he's just—he's quiet. He listens to us. It's weird. And then you see him like hang out with all the other twins, and he's just like laughing and like joking. But man, like um, so we we share uh, me and uh, Max are quite close in the changing room, and we always like uh, he's uh, we've got this bromance you know like it's weird because i never thought he would be my man like yeah. that's why i always push yeah. so, like on my instagram eddie jones bloody hell man you gotta pick my boy <laughs> hey, this guy is you know it's just when you speak existing to someone they actually perform bigger than i said mate you're gonna be you're gonna be the first i say you are filipino be proud of that and you're english yeah so people are gonna be slating you they're gonna so be prepared to be that you know do that so once you overcome that, no one will stop you. So, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Max Smith is just unbelievable. No one is stopping him, are they? Nobody is stopping him. No one him. is stopping him, yeah. It's funny. Like, every time I get tickets from uh, Graham, I'm saying, Marcus, how many do you need? Because I know his family is huge. <laughs> and he's got, like, <laughs> his, the support from his family is amazing. So, uh, yeah. 
He's the oh, man. Class. Love maybe that. that's maybe yeah. that's who we've got a call on in, uh, over, over Instagram this week. We'll get some tickets. Marcus, can you, can you, can you get us a couple <laughs> more, please, mate? Yeah, <laughs> or text. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, our, our next award is the departing player of the season. So as we alluded to earlier, we've got 11 players leaving us this year, yourself included. Mm. Um, everybody was up as a nominee, um, but there could only be one winner. Mm. And it, it is that man, Mike Brown, it was never mm. in doubt. Club legend will go down in, in its history, history forever. Um, he was back to his very best this season as well. We really did get the best out of Brownie and we're all yeah. terribly, terribly <laughs> sad to see him go. A word on him, Tex. What, what's he done for you at, at this stage in your career? Yeah, I think just um, coming from outside, um, it was Brownie comes always a snobby guy. He's up himself, doesn't want to talk to anyone. You know, like he's everyone... Slates him when I'm out of work. But as a person, he's actually a very, very nice bloke. Very nice, very well spoken. Works so hard, like demands. Like when there's a mistake, he actually tells you, like, you have to be, you should be hitting this line. You should be there. His awareness is unbelievable. And the way, the way he carries himself through the club, young players, all these young backs, that's why they're like our back three, the academy boys, they're just like, they feed off that and they see that. That's the bench. And that's, and I'm happy that he's done so well for the club. And yeah, it was a big loss to the club, but um, a big gain for the youngsters coming in because that's the benchmark they have to... Um, and the, the academy coming through are absolutely amazing. They're going to be... Yeah, good for the club as well. So, yeah. He's off to the Falcons where you spent a little bit of time as well. Have you given yeah. him any tips? Yeah, it's... Um, man, I'll... Newcastle surprised me a lot because um, there was um, there's actually some nice sandy like yeah. beaches out there. It's it's yeah. crazy, honestly. I can't. It's not very warm. Uh, yes, <laughs> not very warm. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the food is that the nightlife is oh, it's lively. Oh, oh. yeah, crazy. <laughs> right? it's, mm. yeah, it's just crazy out there. There's an English yeah. teacher at my school who's from the north. She's from Newcastle, and every every five minutes, I always give her loads. I always give her loads of chat about it being really grim up north. But then obviously, she goes up over half term and puts these photos up of her on the beach. You know, yeah, all these yeah, sandy yeah. beaches in Newcastle. I'm like, where's, this, where's yeah. this bit of Newcastle? I've never seen this bit before. But uh, hopefully, Brownie gets uh, you know everything he deserves up there. He's yeah. he's given us as fans everything that we've ever deserved from you know he's he's you can't speak high enough of the man and. Hopefully we can send him off. Although he, although he won't be playing, hopefully we can send him off with a medal and send him off with a trophy yeah. celebration. Speaking yeah. of, you know, he's been a bit of a coach almost on the field for the last three, few years of his career. Older head in the dressing room, been there and done it. The coaches in, in our club this year have not all been there and done it. It's a young coaching group that's been without a DOR since January. But what a job they have done. And the next award is the coach of the year. So the four main coaches in the group, we've got, Adam Jones, the scrum coach, Charlie Mulcrone is the skills and kicking coach, Jerry Flannery and Nick Evans. This they, You can almost give it to any of these guys. They've been unbelievable all year. The set piece has been world-class. We've all seen how well Jerry speaks. I'm sure you spent a lot of time with him in the forwards text. Nick Evans yeah. has you know, illuminated what is the, one of the most attacking sides we've seen in a long time. And the coach of the year is Nick Evans. What a man. He's been a legend at the club for so long. He is... You know, one of my favourite Harlequins ever, probably my next mm. favourite Quinn ever after after Brownie. Yeah. What a player for, what a person for somebody like Marcus Smith to to learn from as well. One of the best fly yeah. half the Premier's ever seen. How's it been this year? Obviously, I don't know whether you spent a time in a club before where there's not, you know, 
a head coach or a director of rugby. What's it been like with that sort of coaching group overseeing stuff and obviously with Billy in there as well? Yeah, I think uh, we've grown as a club and uh, and uh, Nick Evans is a forefront of that. And um, when uh, we lost our uh, DOR, it was, we didn't know what to do, but he actually came out and like said, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And he listened to the players because most of them, and he listened to Marcus Smith, they feed off each other and all the backs. So that is a modern day coaching now. One of the days where they just say something and then you expect them to do it, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, just just the way he carries himself and and his experience from being a, he's probably one of the, is he a top try um, point scorer for Queens? For, probably, yeah. Marcus isn't that far yeah. off him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Marcus so, uh, will be yeah. one day. Yeah, that's a, yeah, he's absolutely gold for the club and uh, he's going to be here for years. Uh, hopefully he stays. Yeah, hopefully he stays because um, it won't be long. He might be, be uh, snapped up by some. Yeah, he's, he's, one, of my, he's one of my yeah. dream guests on the poll. He's one of my dream guests. <laughs> getting, getting Nick Evans on, yeah. What a man. Cool. Well, we'll move on to our final award, which is the big one. It's the Player of the Season. Um, this is one that we ran in conjunction with the at Rugby Quinn's Twitter account on Twitter. There were four nominees okay. for this one. Big four players, really tough one. The first nominee was Joe Marler, then Danny yeah. Kerr, Will Evans, and Marcus Smith. They were the four. And the way the fans voted, we had nearly 400 votes, and the winner was 56%. 400 votes we got on this? Yeah, 400 votes. That's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Go on the pod. <laughs> the winner was Marcus Smith which probably isn't much of a surprise, but uh, a word not necessarily just for Marcus, but for, for Joe Marler, for Will Evans and Danny Kerr as well, who all would yeah. have been very, very worthy winners of, of Player of the Season. Yeah, well-deserved, yeah. And I think all those players and the nominees actually helped Marcus. Uh, DC, yeah. Marler, all these players, they absolutely helped me. And the whole team helped Marcus come out like crazy now and he's playing the best rugby of his life. Um yeah, and hopefully he continues that for England. So um, I know he's going to be in the England squad for I'll see him in the 2023 World Cup as well. So I told him, mate, make sure you give me some tickets. Uh, so, um, so yeah, in Paris, good, um, yeah, Paris. Yeah, I'm just just happy how I'm just so proud of this uh, Marcus man. Honestly, he's absolutely class. It's for English rugby. He's probably very different. Like different because the way he plays is not traditional kick you know no. not his yeah so it brings a little bit of spice into the England um, setup and um, yeah so it's be exciting and uh, it encourages young players coming out to be like not 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 afraid to express themselves rather than you know just be yourself and then yeah and be like Marcus okay. Maybe so, uh, we need to get that trending hashtag be like Marcus that's gonna be it be like Marcus <laughs> No, I mean, look, that, that concludes the awards. And the best bit about this is that we're not doing it at the end of the season. We've got a week to go and we've got a final to go and win. I cannot bloody wait to go to watch the boys' play. Finals time. Finals time. I mean, obviously, you know, as a club, it's been a pretty incredible journey from start to finish. It's, yeah. you know, there, there have been some really amazing highs and there have also been some, some real tough points, you know, across Massive the year. Tough. Across the across the club with, with news and players leaving, etc. Just as as a final word to help us rev up the final, 
what's it been like for you this year just being a part of the group we've seen it quite a lot spoken yeah. about in media and in interviews players say you know we're such a tight group we're best mates we love spending time together we love the boys and I think that can be quite a cliche thing to say in professional <laughs> sports people and I are in that environment is it all like that is it that true yeah, I think the the mixture of um, the boys is like, it's like if you say in a, it's probably one of the best say um, team I've ever been involved in. Like uh, we've got Argentinians, South Africans, uh, the New Zealanders. Um, yeah, we've got the, just everybody comes together, and the age group is. I I, res- I have got respect for all the young all the young academy boys. They they look up and they listen. The way they engage themselves, they're like they are actually like playing. They're not afraid, so they like to challenge us. So which is good, and um, yeah, just the way everyone just bounces off each other is incredible. Like a changing room, the music is on. Everyone is having like dancing. Like training is in five minutes. Like it's just we're having a time of our life, and um, that's why we enjoying rugby. That's why the way we play. Um, is expressed on how like how much close we are outside of rugby, uh, but in saying that, uh, because a group is like separate because one is in Guildford and the rest is in London, so the changing room is where everybody yeah, yeah, comes yeah. in together. Like I put my music on and everybody just gets on it, you know, and just you know good vibes and just like yes, and we transfer it into the into the field. Amazing. And yeah, yeah. Well, uh- Tex, we are so, so lucky to have you on. We've been obviously planning this for a long time, trying to work out the best time to get you on and get the best, like, just episode we possibly could. This yeah. has been class. And we have got, I keep saying it, we have got a premiership final to look forward to on Saturday at the big screen. The boys are going all the way. We're going to win the premiership. I cannot, cannot wait. Tex, man, thank you so much for coming on. No worries, boys. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, we'll talk soon. I'm really looking forward to catching up in a... Uh, Hopefully we'll see you Saturday with some with some silverware. All right. Hi Sontex. See you Saturday. Yeah. Cheers, boy. Yeah.